0: What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse, and the host of Pulse Radio, letting you guys know that we are partnered with the Apollo documentary. They're doing a screening series for HBCUs, and we're so excited to work with them because listen, they're the plug. They're trying to plug students into the entertainment industry and give students the knowledge to succeed. Save the date. March 26th through the 31st, we're doing a whole entire HBCU week where we're screening the Emmy Award winning documentary, the Apollo documentary, and then we're gonna be talking with multiple people inside the entertainment industry that are gonna make sure you have all the information to take over. You know how we do, we take over. But anyway, man, make sure you guys stay tuned. The 26th through the 31st is going down. Make sure to text Apollo to 478-221-7127
1: for more information.
2: HBCUs are more than a
1: trend. We're forever a part of the culture. We
2: We can can show show you better better than we can can tell tell you.
1: A Queen series and HBCU Pulse has you on lock. From royal court to Greek life, sports and campaigns to graduation, we are the The number number one one outlet outlet for HBCU HBCU students. Make sure to tap in and learn more at HBCUPulse.com.
0: Right now you're tuning in to Pulse Radio with your host CDK on the mic and today we'll be recapping the All-Star Game and all the things that they spotlighted with our HBCU students during the event, during the duck contest, during the three-point contest, all the money they raised and awareness that they brought to the HBCUs. And we'll have some special guests come in the building with some of our HBCU leaders that were featured during the game. We're just going to be giving our reaction to everything that happened today. Join Post Radio Text Club at 478-221-7127. And the first guest that we're going to have is Alexander Lowe who is featured on the screen as they highlighted HBCU leaders. You're listening to Pulse Radio. Alexander Lowe, man. What's up? Good, CDK. How you been, man? What's going on with you? Now, we're going to have uh, the other guest come and join us as well. She was also spotlighted during the thing, so um, during the contest. So, to have you all up on the screen, um, They have all our HBCU leaders, um, featured during the NBA All-Star Game. Like, first of all, my first question to you is, how did you like the format of everything being a one-night?
2: I, uh... I I mean, I think it was cool because you got like you got a taste of everything. So, so I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I gotta say.
0: Now, with it starting at five o'clock and we're now going on what eleven o'clock? That's almost like what, like a twelve-hour? Yeah, like a like not twelve-hour, six-hour event. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, it was a a little draining. But I mean, I I actually like the that format of the dunk contest being during the halftime. I do like that though. Yeah. Now with with the with, I don't know I don't think they did the rising stars challenge this weekend I mean I don't watch the rising stars challenge anyway so <laughs> you know what I'm saying but um I do like the, the contest being there at halftime I do like the three point contest kicking it off the skills challenge though I mean eh.
2: it was it was a little it was a little weird cuz it's like what like they weren't really going that hard and it was just they just kept missing the path. so I was just like what is but <laughs> what, what is what is this what are you guys doing
0: So, my question to you is, let's get into you and how you got featured on the screen during the All-Star game, which is millions and millions of viewers. You know what I'm saying, getting exposed to our HBCUs. First of all, how did you get picked? You know what I'm saying, on the screen during the All-Star game. Like, go want tell about your experience a little bit.
2: Okay, so, I mean to be honest, it kind of comes like everything does when you're in the HBCU realm. You know, you get an email or a message about it from uh, administration and they're just like, hey, here's this thing that we got going on. So, you know, I got the I got the email and I, you know, I made sure to sign up and everything. And I, that, that's how I'm here.
0: So you got an email. Was it a blast email? or Was it an email sent directly to you for you?
2: Uh, it was it was from my uh, VP of Student Affairs.
0: Mm, OK, so the VPEA. That makes sense. Yeah. So you currently serve as SGA president. Or you served as SGA president last year.
2: I, I currently serve. I finished my term uh, in April.
0: Okay. Cool. 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 So, my my opinion. Well, I want your opinion on the whole the the event as a whole. As, as far as do you feel like the NBA did, did their due diligence with this? Do you feel like it was something that was kind of uh more so for, for show? How how was your your honest true opinion on the the entire program as a whole?
2: Hmm. I mean, I loved it. Right. So I I always like you know looking at the uh, replays, especially with the dunk contest and everything, and. I I, I felt love like I felt like this was an intentional thing because you had the virtual fan experience you had people that they were bringing up you had um, just them doing their history on the people who are already in the NBA the people that they honored um, just their outfits because one thing I don't know if this was intentional but the the blue and yellow colors to me really like really stood out because a lot of HBCUs have like royal blue and yellow as their their two colors so I don't know if that was intentional, but like I felt like this was an HBCU game in a way that I was looking at. So I felt loved. I felt appreciated. I, I love not only the money that they gave out, but like if you were watching this, no matter who you were, like this was an HBCU event. It wasn't an HBCU event with other things going on or a main event with HBCU stuff on the side. This was an HBCU event, and they were shouting us out. I loved it.
0: Yeah, from top to bottom, like they could have just gave us, you know what I'm saying, during halftime show, somebody put on like the HBCV jersey for the Duck contest. No, they went the whole nine yards from the pregame, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I loved everything about that. Now, whether they made the players do that or not, that's another story for another day, but they still did it. You know what I'm saying? So, one thing that I really do appreciate for about the NBA is that they go the extra mile to really do that about their fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, to really make that connection. When they do something, they do it all the way. Even when they was doing, like, the Black Lives Matter thing, it wasn't a situation where it was just one game. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was for the whole entire bubble. So, I do like and appreciate that the NBA, when they do do something, they step 110%. So, I just wanted to, you know what I'm saying, have a quick conversation with you about how you kind of felt um, being on the screen and, you know what I'm saying, seeing yourself and, and doing that. So, during the whole game, they had y'all up there, like, um they could see y'all during the whole game, and then they just uh, kind of, like, pick and choose when they did highlights. That's how it was.
2: Yeah, I've been staring at the screen for, like, the past <laughs> hours, man.
0: That's lit, though. That's lit, though. So, you was a virtual fan for the day. So, hopefully, next year, you know what I'm saying, they can have us, like, you know how they do, like, the um every, like, I think, like, 50 years, they do, like, the top 50 um. I, they, did, they did that before, like you know what I'm saying, during an all star game where they had brought out like 50 different all stars, top 50, whatever. I feel like they could do that for HBCUs. When you're during a halftime uh, show, they can have all of us come line up, somebody a representative from each, each HBCU and have us a part of the program in person. So, hopefully, that could be a thing too. So, thank you for coming up here and um sharing your opinion on that.
2: No problem, man. You be easy, man.
0: All right, you too. All
2: right.
0: That was Alexander Lowe uh, from Fort Valley State University. So, um, shout out to Fort Valley in the building as well. We have some more guests coming to join us tonight as we talk, as post-radio reacts to the All-Star game. Tell me um, some things that y'all thought, some things that y'all saw that y'all felt were um, amazing and some things that really stood out to y'all um, as well in the All-Star game. Uh, my favorite thing, I think, now now I'm going to tell y'all this right now before we get into the recap and what I tell you. I'm going to tell y'all my quick opinion on the duck contest why is it that we are adding people to the duck contest that nobody knows? Is it just me? But I knew nobody in duck contest this year. Nobody. Hey. Hey,
1: hey. How, how you doing? How are you? I'm doing so great. That was such a great game. Like the experience itself. Like who it was just bombs?
0: Come on, Queen. Now when you saw yourself on TV for the first time, like when it was like <laughs> picked you, you was like, ah, you know what I'm saying? I, know. Like, how... I was just like, ah, I <laughs>
1: responded <was> to everybody. <laughs> like that was such a wonderful experience. I was like, all the H, like, and like Alexander was saying, it was just such a great experience to see how much love they really shouted out to the HBCUs and even sort of Greek life. I did not know the COO when he started, I was like, Y'all just let it go. It was so lit. We networked everything.
0: Now, go ahead and tell the folks your name and what HBCU you're rapping before we get anything yes, started.
1: I am Brianna Blake, the 47th. Miss Lincoln University of Pennsylvania, period. The first degree granting historically black college and university. You better just come on. <laughs> the first.
0: We have to put the emphasis on the first. Okay, come on so now. We just finished Black History Month. Now we're on Women's History Month. Come on. And you were part of both? You a part of both? Part of both? So it's a whole celebration going on, period. That's, that's all. That's, we going
1: up the whole year now.
0: Now, for Alexander, was it kind of the same process for you as well? It was like, like a little mass email, and they sent it out to you, and they sent it out to you because you are the queen. So how did that work for, on your university side?
1: Yeah, so me and my mister were actually invited by our advisor. She also serves as the executive um, student life and director, student life office of director as well. And she just gave us this opportunity to represent because this is what we do as HBCU Kings and Queens. So it was our direct, you know. Hey, I think you guys would be perfect fit for this.
0: Now, could you see the other students? Like, was it a situation where y'all can kind of talk in the chat y'all can kind of interact with yes. each other?
1: oh my gosh, we actually just, I just found all of them on Instagram. We ended up connecting. Even the moderator, she was a, um, from Howard, and she was talking to us and was just like engaging in this conversation. We're on Instagram now chatting to each other. So it's, it was such a, an amazing experience to just network like that, too.
0: Now I see the young lady from North Carolina Auntie. She got a fifty thousand dollars scholarship. I don't know if that was something for everybody that was up there, or was no. that a situation where she got something extra? I, went... <laughs> I don't know, cause I was like, everybody got that, you know? what I am saying I might have to,
1: <laughs> might have had to slide the chat for was a second. I I thought they was about to be like, oh, for you get a check and you. <laughs> I was like, Wait, is that for me? But no, I think that was a special one for um. For her cohort, what they did for um, a scholarship or something.
0: Now, the process is going throughout the day. Um, Was it a situation where y'all logged on at 5 o'clock as soon as everything started? They kind of had like a little running show for y'all to kind of let y'all know what was going on. Y'all was just on the screen watching, and y'all just had to be ready for your cameo wherever that came.
1: Yeah, so at like 5 o'clock, we were getting our computers set up, like audio and everything. And then around 5.30, that's when we kind of got it started getting into it. And then as soon as it came on, like 5.30, from the first show that they started airing, we were just looking for ourselves in the crowd. We were trying to do the reactions. We trying to find ourselves. So it was like the more you were doing the reactions, the more love they were showing out. So, yep.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Now, tell me a real question. I'll Be real honest with me right here. Okay. Are you really a basketball fan, or was you just like, hey?
1: Look, <laughs> look I can play it on basketball as long as you invite me up am into it, period.
0: <laughs> It be like that sometimes. So outside of this, what do you think is? Do you think this is going to be something that's going to continue on? Now I'm not going to lie to you, fam. You and that Nike deal that is going to be made. Right. That that's major, major. Yeah. LeBron yeah. James is arguably one of the most influential people on the earth right now. Wow. So as far as exposure, how do you feel like this is going to continue for HBCUs? Do you feel like it's a wave right now? Like, give me your honest opinion
1: on that. No, I really think one. So yeah, I feel like after Kamala uh, was became VP, they really just started pouring into these HBCUs and seeing how much potential we can do. So now that they can see that we can operate at that higher level, I think it's just going to skyrocket. You know, I think more and more opportunities are really just going to start pouring our way. and I And I just really love to see it. Like I say that, but I truly mean that. Like I really do love to see it because we deserve it. We truly do.
0: Now, as a queen, tell me from your perspective, when things like this happen, how does this change the office space? Now, when it comes to, like, working with different companies as far as, like, um, you know what I'm saying, getting grants and, and, and trying to get things approved and trying to get more funding and just exposure, this is, is this something that kind of helps the balls get rolling? Like, is this something that y'all see in the day-to-day change when, you, when things like this happen, like, as far as huge exposure, like the Super Bowl and things like that, that, that happen. So how does that work?
1: I mean, I think it comes over time. Like, I can definitely say that Lincoln University – we have definitely been getting more and more exposure just being a part of things like this and people seeing our name and seeing how we represent as Kings and Queens. So yes, I do think that can turn into money. Like um, Jeff Bezos wife, she donated so much money to the HBCUs and Lincoln was a part of that opportunity. And I think because of our exposure to events and such like that, that was why she kind of gave it to us. And so more and more exposure, I think it'll just, to turn some money and grants and funding for us, so definitely doing this gets our name
0: out there. now the last thing I have for you is one of the things and one of the ideas that I have for HBCUs coming up is I want that I want the HBCUs to be a part of the BET awards. I want them to have like a whole little segment for HBCU was- leaders, athletes, and stuff like that. What are some things that you think eventually um five years you know what I'm saying maybe this year down the road that could happen um to spot, to just have some more light on hBCUs um as far as other events and um Just ideas that you might have. Mm -hmm.
1: You know what? I think it would be really cool to even have some of the HBCU Kings and Queens host different segments during, like, the BET Awards. You know how they have, like, uh, the the new and upcoming rising um, artists and stuff? They could have the HBCU Queens, like, do, like, the greetings and host that part of it. I think that would be dope because that's what we already do. And we already give that energy to our school. So I feel like that could definitely translate to that part. That would be really nice.
0: So is X. if y'all watching this, come listening on. to it, come on. we be giving so you the neat.
1: ideas right here.
0: It's this right here.
1: So, <laughs>
0: so thank you, thank you, thank you for coming up here and just sharing your experience. And I saw you on the – you was going crazy on the camera. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whether you know what's going on or not, didn't matter. I was like,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was putting on for the whole DMV, Prince George's County. Mama, I love okay. y'all, everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you.
1: Of course. Have a good
0: night. All right, you too. Now we're about to get into the, the whole recap of the game, top to bottom. We're about to really break it down, y'all. Um, we're going to talk about the bands because I am a bandhead myself. I marched to the illustrious North Carolina a and the Blue and Gold Marching Machine. So I've been there and I've done that. So for Grambling and for the BAMU Marching 100 to be featured in the intros, playing neck, you know what I'm saying? Like, when Nick was playing, man, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? I had to get it going. So I just felt that from the personal experience because I know how much time, dedication, and effort goes into being a band member at an HBCU. So if you don't understand, if, you're, if your school don't go as hard, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I know how much those two universities, for a fact, really practice and, 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 and have dedication to their craft, especially with this year not having a season. Listen to Post Radio, real quick, let me make sure that y'all are subscribing to Post Radio on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, we're on everything, and also join our texting club, come on now, 478-221-7127, I'm gonna repeat that number for y'all so y'all can go ahead and join our texting club, 478-221-7127, join our texting club right now,
3: Brian, what's going on, what's
0: going on, what's going on, Ari family?
3: Oh yeah, you know <laughs> you know how it goes. You know how this goes.
0: Now let's go ahead and unwrap and, and unravel the uh, marvelous event that that yes, the sir. NBA has went above and beyond to put on for us. Um, as HBCU students, man, I felt like a kid at Christmas every right. time LeBron was raining the three. Every time LeBron team went up, you know what I'm saying? We over here on the public <laughs> side of the HBCU, you feel me? So third, right. you know saying. So every time they was getting some money, yeah, I was right there feeling it. 1.25 uh, one, 1
3: million. a one, million. 1. One point two five billion. One point two five. That ain't no slight number, people. That's that's big numbers. Enough to you know what I'm saying cover
0: my tuition and my student loans. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, yeah. your family's family.
0: I ain't getting no stimulus <laughs> text, so you can slide that to me, <laughs> Mr. LeBron.
3: <laughs> we over here. But uh so- I was going to say, getting into to the recap of the game, and as you know, and as everyone's really been noting, the, the main factor and online message of tonight has been HBCUs. Um, and it's really been cool to see as an HBCU student, uh, as an HBCU graduate, it's definitely been great to, to see that. Uh, but I think, personally, what I would like to see going moving forward is maybe the narrative change a little bit of how they talked about HBCUs tonight. I feel like tonight they were kind of like, oh yeah, uh, HBCUs. Let's do, let's do this. Let's do this for HBCUs. Um, but as Miss Lincoln just noted, I think I would have liked to see some actual HBCU representation. Because it's it's cool if if Shaq and everybody like all them can like talk about HBCUs, but I want to see somebody who is like from HBCU like going there now out there on on the front line saying oh now here's what we got going on for all-star i did like how they highlighted the people who are working behind the scenes that have graduated from hbcus but i definitely want to see moving forward like some people on the front ends at hbcus going in and getting those things started off right i think we got a good note of it by seeing grambling and famu tonight but i want to see some more like actual hbcu real representation moving forward like who uh, selfishly, I'm gonna say Fayetteville State University. I, I, I'm definitely okay. gonna say that. Um, of course, I would like to see a little bit of A and T represented as well. Uh, they did mention Central, of course, tonight. Uh, even uh, last night, Jack Harlow playing for Kentucky State. Like all these, like I barely knew Kentucky like that, but like. The HBCUs that you really just don't hear that much of, so I definitely think that that would be something I would really like to see, uh, because we always hear about the Harvard, we always hear about Morehouse, Clark, Atlanta, Spelman, but we don't really hear too much about the other hundred plus HBCUs that we really have across the country. So I definitely want to see some, some more, some more um, representation going on.
0: Uh, let me let me keep it hot with you. I'm gonna be honest.
3: Okay, so when it comes to like
0: other PWIs, like like when Jack Carlo played for Kentucky State whatever, right? Cool. Mm-hmm. Great if i'm a celebrity and i'm disconnected from the rest of the world which the right. most majority of celebrities are, be yeah. honest i wouldn't like i would be like okay if, if somebody said let me donate you know what i'm saying most of them yeah. aren't actively in like charities and you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like they just do it to where it's like somebody probably tells them like oh this is a good charity oh yeah we always hear about
3: them dude yeah
0: do yeah we, we hear about the red cross we hear about you know, what I'm saying, we hear about yeah. stuff like that you know what i'm saying we we hear about these different charities and stuff like that so right. when it comes to the colleges most of these rappers celebrities, basketball players mm. didn't go to college anyway. So they're not right. really, like – they're not about to go, like, sit down and be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I have a million dollars, as long as I'll my million dollars, right. it don't matter who it goes to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. I mean, we're really being honest. So, like, yeah. I can't really be too mad at, like, yeah. why they don't really get into it. But, I mean, the way we could do that is I think, like – Put an effort in, but they didn't really, really, really do research. Like, it was up to the yeah. universities, whoever y'all wanted to appoint to right. do X, Y, and Z. It wasn't really a situation where they handpicked in the NBA,
3: yeah.
0: emailed these folks. I mean, which I don't know if they have the staff for that. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm pretty sure they do.
3: They, but uh, the, definitely.
0: When they, yeah, they when, they when they, you know what I'm saying, went on Twitter or Instagram, you know what I'm saying, really started looking at these HBCU students right. stuff like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I feel like this person should be fit or this person. But right. most of the stuff is, you know what I'm saying, last minute. So, I mean, I ain't really like too bad yeah. about it. But, but okay, so. Gladys Knight, you know what I'm saying? Singing, opening it up. First of all, I feel like we were singing forever.
3: We we were singing. Yeah, yeah. And I want to say that I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I have nothing against Gladys Knight. Great. But I want to (laughs) know, I want to know why she was the only one who was there in person (laughs) and everybody else was virtual. (laughs) Literally, everybody, Alessia Carr, comment, all these other people is virtual. And here go Gladys Knight in the middle of the stage. Now, nothing against Gladys. She did a great job. (laughs) I feel like I was at church on Sunday morning. She brought the organ out. It was great. But I was like, man, she's the only one who get to come in person. Nobody else wanted to come to Atlanta right now. So I just – that was my only thing about that. But she did a great Spe- job. Speaking of coming to Atlanta
0: right now, Joel and Embiid and Ben Simmons should have came to Atlanta, man. The nah, barber. No, nah. Man, bro, I yeah. understand you want to have the fresh lineup for, you, for your All-Star weekend. You know what I'm saying? Cameo. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, I understand. But at the same time, come on, man.
3: You, you got to be, All- be smarter.
0: You got to be smart. The NBA don't have a traveling barber?
3: you would think so. With y'all having that much money, with y'all essentially now just winning 1.25 for Thurgood Marshall, I would think y'all got enough money to get somebody to come on and do a nice cut for y'all who who don't have COVID. I think y'all could have did something nice. Look, check this out. If I was in the three-point contest and I
0: didn't make it to the All-Star Game, so wait, in the three-point contest we had what, Jason Tatum, we had Steph Curry, we had Donovan Mitchell, we had... Uh, uh, Jalen Brown,
3: Zach Levine, j- Mike Conley. So,
0: so wait, everybody that was in the All-Star Game was already in the three-point contest. like Yeah. Mm-hmm. All about to say, if I was in a dunk contest, I'd be like, yo, Joel, you know what I'm saying? Let me rock your jersey for tonight and let me right. get an all star appearance because you decided you want to get a haircut today. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so, right. okay, let, let's go ahead and skip past. We, we talked about the bands. Let's get into the three point contest. You cannot bet against Stephen Curry.
3: That man proved tonight he is the best shooter in the NBA, and he proved it in the three-point contest. He proved it in the game. You cannot doubt that that man, Steph Curry, went out there tonight and looked like a video game. He looked like a straight cheat code,
0: bro. From the three-point line, I'm talking about. He was raining down like from the from, from like that logo, and I was like, with Yo. no effort, no First effort, ball. just done we're going to really recap the 3 point contest cuz if you know who, yeah, you know well, basketball they want to talk about them. yeah when i was let's wasn't. talk <laughs> let's talk about lebron james team in the
3: lineup now LeBron, i want to say this from the jump because when you look at these two teams on paper you think you look at uh, hold on, hold when you on, look on, at on, when you look on, at a, a fully healthy team kd no 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 against no. a healthy team lebron you don't think that would have been a, a tough matchup no man look you have kd you missing m b Simmons, who else they missing a d they missed four players LeBron's team only missed Simmons. That's I cute. think it would it would have been, <laughs> it been it would have been a much tougher matchup than what it was tonight. Let me, it you, let me tell you, let me tell you this. you have arguably
0: the top five players in the nBA sure. on the left side. you know what I'm saying so yeah. that starting lineup look at that you got LeBron James you got right. You got Luka Doncic, which is probably right. the worst player in the starting lineup. And if you know who Luka Doncic is, you know that that ain't really you know what I'm saying that's not a that's not a bad thing to say. Then you got who else you got on that side? You got Steph Curry. We already talked about Steph Curry. We
3: already, yeah, you like, bro, yeah, so you, could, you could say Luka, you could say Luka was the worst in that starting five you Jokic, like bro, talk but about on, that. Like. On paper, on paper, I think a lot of people had favored Team KD coming into this. Nah, I, I, I didn't. Uh, I knew that was. I be the knew watch. what I, I knew what it was from the jump. I knew what it was from the jump. I understand what it was on paper. I'm looking. I was reading the stats all day. People, there was articles. Out, oh, Team KD is going to do this. And I'm really like, these people are not. Who wrote reading. that? Man, I'm about to put these <laughs> things up right now. Yeah, that's funny. That's comical. Somebody, com- some of these people were just, were just really assuming that Team KD was going to win. But I don't think they factored in the fact that Team KD was missing four players and they didn't account for the fact that Team LeBron chose who they had for a reason. LeBron is one of the best in the league for a reason. So, first of all, LeBron's
0: team is 4-0. Ever since LeBron has started, they started doing the team captain oh, things. Please. LeBron's team is 4-0. I'm a LeBron fan. Some people might not like that. I don't care. I'm a LeBron fan. It's, I- it's proven. He, he's one of the GOATs. It's proven. So, let's talk about this money and his donations. Um, realistically, now we're grateful for everything, right? right. But uh, $1.25 million, like for an HBCU, especially if it's got to be split, um,
3: especially between all the third grade schools, mm, and when they, when they were panning on on the screens, you can see how many third grade schools there are.
0: Mm, that's like what, like less than a hundred thousand a piece. Yeah. Now, now, look, we—I'm trying to tell y'all—we we are we are appreciative of everything, but that's like a new garden bed <laughs> at an HBCU. That's the that's the the budget for cutting
3: the grass every month. Right. That's facilities. <laughs> that's facilities. Really though, that's, like that's just straight facilities and, and lawn maintenance. And, and Beautification, with the proper
0: term. What they, they should put that to sports. You know what I'm saying? They should do some sports. Um, uh, I think uh, some, some scholarships for some sports students. I feel like New Jersey's no equipment. Like that should be just for that though. It, it, it relates directly to that. It's right. not going to really stretch far anywhere else. So I feel like that should go straight to that. Now, I mean, whatever HBCUs want to do with that money, I don't know if they have a agreement set up already. But I feel like that's what it should go to. But um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it was a good act. Now, that's yeah, what I was but, asking, was it a situation to where you feel like it was for show or they really? wanted to
3: do that I feel like it was something I feel like with the whole narrative of what 2020 was I feel like they felt a whole bunch of pressure to make something like this anyway so I feel like if they hadn't done it I feel like there still would have been an underlying message for somebody to say oh how are you not going to highlight HBCUs how are you not going to do this how are you not going to do that so I feel like it was one of those situations where it's kind of like your mom tells you if you're going to go outside you got to take your little brother with you I feel like it was one of them situations where they was like, all right, cool. Well, we got to talk about it. We got to do it. And if, you know, NBA is going to do something, they're going to do it the best that they can at that moment. Um, but like I said, I think if, if this is going to be something that they do moving forward, I definitely would like to see the, the narrative change a little bit. And I definitely would like to see a little bit more representation and a little bit more donations, because I think Adam Silver noted at the end that they raised $3 million for HBCUs. And there's over hundred HBCUs, so three million dollars split between those HBCUs. I mean, it could be an example where Central could end up getting five hundred thousand, and Spelman could end up getting, sure. which wouldn't happen. Spelman could get like five thousand. Like, yeah, it's a little stimmy check. It's just a little something slight. Like that's a refund check for these some of these schools. Like you just don't. That's a, recharge, a refund check for some of these students. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depending yeah. on how you finesse it, hey. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Depending <laughs> on how your loans is looking. That's a refund check for you. But I definitely think that I would still like to see a little bit more done. I know a lot of people have kind of questioned about whether or not this is going to be a thing moving forward, if they're going to highlight HBCUs like this ever again. And honestly, I don't know. I think the LeBron and FAMU deal is a good way to start. I think that's kind of a good, good thing to kind of get that moving. Of course, Chris Paul, what he did in the bubble, and what he's doing now. Um, but I think it's going to take a little bit more effort from the actual NBA organization to really show that this is a cause that they really want to step towards. And I feel like Chris Paul is, a
0: good, is doing a good job with educating. Because I feel like a lot of the stuff is they really just don't know. Like, I really feel like I can't put it in a situation where they don't know and they're just I really feel like they really just don't know. So I really do like the steps moving forward because we've seen with other corporations, not going to say names, how they handle these things. So that's great that they did that. Um, let's move on to past that, past the to the dunk contest.
3: Trash absolutely trash it was it was one of the i feel like every year since 2016 the dunk contest has just got more and more disappointing because i i still say this to this day there is not a dunk contest that is that is topping 2016's dunk contest between Levine and eric gordon ever since then that set now but previous before that yes there are dunk contests that are better but since 2016 no. to now it's debatable that that was one of the the absolute best dunk contests ever and this year was just really disappointing i think personally People have really expected a lot more, being that people have been in quarantine. I mean, you can, mm-hmm. with spot, you can come up with plenty of ideas. But if these were the dunk ideas that y'all came up with, it, it's really light, man. That's just great try. My last thing, man, is who are these people? Who who are you? I have never heard of these people. One of them looked like he was just checking out of um, high school. Like his parents had to come and check him out in order to participate. But he ended up winning. look, uh, I can't remember this man's name.
0: Uh, I I- Alfred Alford. I, I, our friend uh, and, Simmons And Fernie,
3: and Fernie Simmons yes. Yeah, yeah, whoever, whoever I you are think, I definitely think he looked like 16 But he still ended up winning And I think his last dunk, the dunk that ended up him winning Where he was like really close to to the rim I think what the, the commentators noted too Had he kissed the rim, it would have been a little bit nicer would have added a nice little finesse to it That would have been I mean, real it, nasty just <laughs> not, It would have been disgusting, It definitely but But I think it would have just added a nice little overall effort to it but these dunks were just just trash. Like Blackluster. Disappointing. Like there are people on the, the Globetrotters that do some nicer dunks than this. And I understand, of course, Globe Trotter they they are real at they just specialize in dunking and that type of stuff. But come on now. Like y'all could have done
0: something better. What's up with Zion Williamson turning it down though? Like, I understand, like, this is his first All-Star game. First of all, he was doing all types of crazy dunks and missing in the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he had too many, you know what I'm saying, uh too many. Too many things to drink in Atlanta last night. I don't know what was
3: going on with that, but what was? hey, Zion, bro, literally, up. Literally in my first quarter notes, I have Zion. Stop trying to dunk and just go for a layup. Like, you're literally wide open. You're wide open, and you're still trying to do your 360 dunks from Duke. Bro, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. Get the layup. Do what you can do. You're a big man. Nobody. You're going to get a foul or something. But stop attempting for the dunk that you're not making. And he did, like, four dunks back-to-back and missed all of them. And I was like, bro,
0: this is just disappointing. <laughs> no cap, though. But that was, the re- that was the recap for the All-Star game. Uh, we're going to dab a little bit deeper into that with the Sports Connect. But um, this is Brian, so make sure y'all are tapping in with us on Pulse Radio. Make sure y'all join our Texas Club. I'm about to give y'all that number again because y'all have to be in tune with us. That's going to be 478-221-7127. Join our text Club. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Now we're about to speak with the Sports Connect and go ahead and wrap up of tonight's recap of um, the NBA All-Star Game. So let's get into that and talk about FAMU's deal. LeBron James with the HBCU FAMU. That's major, major. Hey.
4: Hey, how are you?
0: Good, great. How are you feeling?
4: I'm feeling good, you know. Got some good stuff to talk about.
0: Some great stuff. Now, I'm going to let you go ahead and lead to tell me what was your favorite highlights. Just give me some quick highlights on what you liked, and then we're going to talk about some things that we might not have liked so much.
4: So, Giannis went crazy. <laughs> That's the number one thing. Giannis went crazy. Perfect like, game. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably my favorite part, and def- definitely the HBCU re- representation. When they did the CP3 HBCU trailer, you know, when they showed a and I had to go crazy. That was definitely a highlight.
0: So, um... We got two highlights. <laughs> I was,
4: listen. I was in and out of the game. I was listen, you don't be cooking, I was trying to cook
0: dinner and watch the game. All right, let me let me tell you some of my highlights. Um some of my highlights were definitely when they did during the um all, during the duck contest because duck contest was trash. When they highlighted I, some of our yeah, students. Yeah, I did not
4: yeah. That was probably yeah. I did not like the <laughs> duck contest
0: at all. <laughs> no. I haven't been a fan of duck contest since like even before, I like before when they didn't use too many props, like when it was yeah. really like all about like really actual Duncan. That's when I was kind of liking it, but that was cool. Um, some things that you might not have liked or some things you feel like they could have tightened up on were
4: I think Simons was very overhyped. That's just number one. And the dunk contest, very overhyped. But I like listening to everybody else talk about the HBC representation. I think just me working with. Um, NBA professionals and kind of have an inside scoop them. i participated in the HBCU case competition for social justice. So they did this last year. So to see them actually stand on their word and like do the stuff that they said was nice to see.
0: That's lit, that's lit, that's lit. Um, so I, that's one thing I do think about the NBA is that they really stand on what they say. Mm-hmm. And when they do do things, it's not really performative. It's really so, you know what I'm saying, from the heart. Like I said before, as we continue to educate them, I feel like they're going to be the organization to continue to, you know what I'm saying, go above and yeah. beyond for HBCUs and for, you know what I'm saying, the black race as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I really feel like the NBA stands with us. And I feel like because the NBA is so much player-based, it's not so much team-based, you know what I'm saying? Like people know yeah. more so players than teams. I feel like people like LeBron James, CB3, hold the NBA accountable for such things. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I feel like in the NFL, it's a little bit harder to do that because yeah. it's so hard to get so many people on the same page. You know what I'm saying? So and I feel especially like with, as a
4: team in the NFL.
0: Yeah, and like even in the NFL, when like things happen to teammates, you see people kind of like, eh, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like when it's the NBA, we you know what I'm saying, they yeah. stand they're right there with it. So I, I like the unity in the NBA. Now, one thing we're gonna talk about is the deal. The six-year deal with Fam you yes. the Nike deal, is is major.
1: It
4: is. It's very major. And, like, it's more than just, like, them getting uniforms and apparel and shoes and stuff. Like, it's going into the academics, too. Like, they're opening up internship and networking opportunities for HBCU students. Like, it's diving into a- academics. Like, the band is getting new stuff. So, it's just great all over. And then they have the chance to extend it two more years, like, after that.
0: Yeah. That's huge. Like, when I saw LeBron James repost it, because I saw his story that Family Athletics had posted something like a quote he had said, and then he reposted it and put the king with a snake emoji with a rat emoji for people that go to Family. <laughs> that was huge. That was major. So I feel like, because he's somebody that has never been to college anyway, so I feel mm-hmm. like for his son to be coming to college in the next couple of years. Now, I don't know if low-key, behind closed doors, they got a little deal yeah. situation where he might come to Family. That's
4: FAMU. a little suspect right there.
0: I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's now, a if,
4: coach there that worked with LeBron, like at the Nike Academy. Yes, he worked with Vince Carter. Yes, it was Vince Carter, LeBron, and Kobe that he worked with. Like the coach, he was plugged in with Nike. He used to work in Hong Kong. Like, oh yeah. So plugged
0: we know there. if Bronny go to if if you go to FAMU, that's definitely political.
4: Yeah, there's we, definitely to, some behind the scenes going on.
0: We gonna have to go ahead and and see what's going on with the funding back there, cause my man might be getting a little a little extra scholarship. No. So. <laughs> get them started. <laughs> <laughs> Low key. Now that I think about that, all that makes sense.
4: Listen,
0: you know what I'm saying? Don't get no bad. Listen. Don't that. <laughs> <laughs> so let me stop. Let me stop, <laughs> All right. So, so boom. Going into the LeBrons, I, I like the colorway. I actually, I actually might yeah. like cop them. You know what I'm saying? If I go to AT, I might yeah. cop them. Oh, man,
4: You might have school. to go and look HBCU support. And
0: you got to be fair. To you HBCU support HBCU. No cap. And then I saw support Black colleges. down I, I saw they had a, a deal with it with 2K. So that mm-hmm. was that was leading into probably them going into this deal with um, the All Star Weekend because they are based in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. where the store is, their warehouses warehouse is in Atlanta. So that was major for us to see like the jackets and then Giannis had it on yeah. with the with the thing on the back. That was that was cool to me too. So I yeah. feel like I feel like it was, the, I'm sorry, you know, no, no, it was.
4: I was about to say it was very good representation like all around like even with players CP3 showed out with that jacket. So it's just like it was representation in all aspects throughout the game.
0: Yeah, that was tough, too. And then the Beats. The Beats. Yes. Um, now, are those going to be distributed to the public? Like, can we buy those? Or
4: I'm start? not sure. I think they might have just been for the players.
0: Nah, I ain't going to lie. I know some of the stuff the players be doing, like, have to put on. I know that they be something like, do like. Like, they probably won't even listen to the music for real. Like, <laughs>
4: just <laughs> wearing them, just to have them on. Did you know that the floor was designed by HBCU alone? Oh, really? Yes, I learned that through my little research. Yes, it was designed by HBCU grads.
0: That's lit. And then um I saw like the uh the covers of like the seats or whatever. Yeah, like it has the H
4: B C U on it.
0: No, I heard somebody say HBCU S. I don't know what the HBCU the S and H B C U stand for. Um but he was talking about broadcasting and he, he said that a couple of times. <laughs> I don't know. Like
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> But I feel like yeah, I feel like they, I feel like the commentators did a little bit better than other programs, like yeah. when it comes to HBCU, they didn't really mess up too much, like even with the third-going Arsenal stuff. And they was putting emphasis on HBCU. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the first time they ever said it. So, and that's no. yeah,
4: that's one thing that you notice. Like, broadcasts like TNT, they do it's like they do more research and have more knowledge about it. So, when they speak about it, they got the facts and not really just like, you know, okay, I heard this and maybe this right. So, yeah, it
0: was good. Now coverage all all around though you feel like um now Brian kind of said that he wished it was a little bit more HBCU representation. Yeah. If the world was opened up, what are some things that you think that could have been done differently, or some things that you feel like they could have really brought to the table? Um, possibly next year if the world is open up next year, well it's gonna be. But
4: yeah, um, really just having more HBC like it was kind of focused on HBCUs in Georgia at the time just because of COVID and all of that. Like you got to see Grambling representing the family but. Really having other schools and, like, kind of highlighting what a school is known for. So, like, if the school is known for basketball, like, have them students come out and do this. Like, this band is good. Like, have them perform. So, really just getting a piece of that that HBCU's culture and incorporating it inside of the game. You
0: know what would have been crazy? Okay, so during the dunk contest and three-point contest, you know how to have people, like, rebound the ball or something like that? Mm -hmm. Have the central basketball team come rebound the ball. Or when they perform stunts, have somebody from – Clark Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Them dunk over a student from Clark Atlanta that plays mm-hmm. that hoops, you know what I'm saying? He could wear his jersey. I feel like those are small little things that could, you know what I'm saying, give them exposure yeah. or like have them be like, you know what I'm saying, water boy for the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and they, they wear their the, the jerseys and stuff like that or have a different team captain from each HBCU do something yeah. during the game to prepare for the event that, you know what I'm saying, it all makes yeah. sense. So I think that would be tough. Um, Or, you know what I'm saying, even have the players have like little one on one well, not maybe one-on-one, but, like, have two or three players that they kind of, like, you know what I'm saying, like, these are my, my, my people that I have with me today, and they're going to be following me around, and, you know what I'm saying, helping me with that's my a bad bags. That's the easy,
4: NBA, They already have students that can intern during the game, and, like, you can go volunteer and stuff, so maybe having an HBCU representatives and just kind of letting them support, like, represent their HBCU throughout whatever they're doing. That's
0: lit. That's lit. That's, lit. that's lit. Somebody yeah. said, Robert Covington wears jersey um, in the skills competition. Oh, I, we didn't even talk about the skills competition. Look, <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even watch the skills competition. No, I
4: didn't either I didn't watch it either.
0: <laughs> I don't. I mean, ever since uh, I think Chris Paul played in the skills competition like twenty eleven, I stopped mm-hmm. watching it. Like it's just to me, it's just not interesting. Like I mean, you know I am saying yeah. y'all dribble around some of the defenders, fake defenders, the pass always messes everybody up. And the the layup or the dunk, like it, I don't know, it's just to me, it's just trash. Like what is that?
4: Yeah, the nobody guys ever really dead this year. And I think it's just the fact that they didn't have fans there, so you're not getting the full experience. Like people not hyping the crowd, like you just at home. I was watching, like all right, like what's next?
0: <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> actually so, yeah. the three point competition was my favorite this year though like yeah. like it was real down to the wire with Steph, Her- with Steph Curry in yeah, the last three Steph, yeah. that was lit <laughs> so I think they used to have eight people in the competition though like am I tripping or did they used to have eight or well, it's always been six I too? I, don't I, I think it was a little bit less this year. I don't, I don't know. I like the Mountain Dew balls though. I like the little ads, yeah, the, adds, uh, the three point uh thing. I, I that was cool too. You so, know what'd be cool? Like if they would have had during the balls for the three front
4: contest, like each HBCU, like you just shoot
0: the HBCU balls. I like oh, that too. Yeah, like good. I said, little little things. We, yeah, I'm you know, saying they could really, really get into the head. Now, now we can go ahead and um. I, so I heard you say they got interns. I need some of the ideas we can put to the interns. Interns, you know what I'm saying, might get some jobs if they like yeah. the idea. So, whoever these folks are, if y'all listening, if y'all hear this, you know some of these folks, let's tap in with them so we can get these ideas Definitely. brought to light. But, um, yeah, we on Post Radio, and um, that was basically the recap of the All-Star Game. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, I'm your host CDK, and that was the recap of the All-Star Game right here on Post Radio. Make sure you join our text club and support as a post, supports support post. Support. make sure you subscribe to post radio on apple podcast spotify google play wherever you get your podcast podcaster and on iheart radio i'm your host cdk on the mic this is post radio
4: from the shade room to your news feed we brag different
1: you're locked into AHBCU posts now trending worldwide